the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Welcome to Panhandle Live on the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST. Broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building in Martinsburg. And it is Panhandle Live for this 24th day of October, 2023. It's Luke Wiggs and Marsha Kavalik with you. And as always, Panhandle Live is driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. The same Country Roads Tire and Auto that I'm going to be <laughs> taking my vehicle here in uh, just a couple of hours to figure out what's wrong with it. And I know this for a fact, it's something I will not be able to afford. Not because of the great prices at Country Roads Tire and Auto, because I'm flat broke. Marsha Kavalik, how are you on <laughs> this uh, Tuesday morning? <laughs> on that note... Well, I'm I'm sure they'll take good care of you, but are you going to walk in and go, do you know who I am? (laughs) Friend of the program. Right. There you go. Well, speaking of friends of the program, joining us, uh, and I think he's got a friend with him as well, Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority Chair Clint Hogman is at a three-day solid waste education conference on recycling and litter control and wheeling. Uh, Hopefully I got all that right. Clint Hogman, welcome in. Who you have with you? Yes. Hi. Good morning, Marsha. Yes, I'm um, I'm here with Michelle Asa, one of our board members. Uh, I think she's been on the uh, program before. And I'm also here with Lynn Lashley. Now, Lynn's actually in one of the training events right at the moment, so she's not with me here on the radio, but Michelle is. Well, good morning, Michelle. Good morning. So uh, what are you learning? Oh, this has been very educational for me. It's my first conference, and I've really enjoyed listening to the presenters. Uh, there was a couple in particular uh, that that struck a chord with me. Uh, one was the uh, trash talkers. That these women were just so inspirational. They had taken a group of homeless that just skyrocketed during the pandemic, and they turned them into the the cleanup of the of the area they cleaned up their own encampments and it's just exploded the program and it was very inspirational something that would be great if we could maybe partner up with somebody in the eastern panhandle area so you're getting some ideas yes absolutely some good ideas well it it strikes me that you guys could probably teach the folks there a thing or two because i you know berkeley uh, county solid waste authority and its recycling efforts routinely win uh accolades but uh have you guys are you tasked with presenting it at this conference we're not marcia um not that we we have before but not not at this one um uh, so we, we came really to learn. I mean, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and uh, they've been having these conferences for 30-some years. And um, the West Virginia legislature created some new solid waste programs, and so there was a lot of discussion that I was interested in that was new to, to even me. Uh, the legislature created an Adopt-A-Stream program, similar to Adopt-A-Highway. Uh, and Reap was there to talk about how that program would be implemented and how uh, solid waste authorities could participate. Uh, in, in addition to that, there was um, there's a new reclamation of abandoned and dilapidated properties program that was created and is getting some funding uh, from the state. And so there was a lot of discussion about how um, that program would be worked work and how it would be set up and 
in the early successes, uh, primarily in southern West Virginia. Well, you already kind of touched on it, but if you could expand on that a little bit more. Like you mentioned, this conference you've been going to for over 30 years, but uh, the science and the techniques and the programs, it, it, so it sounds as though it's a, it's a pretty fluid situation and, and uh, something that can change from a year-to-year basis. Absolutely, Luke. Um, <clears throat> there's solid waste is um, ever-moving, ever-changing. There's a new idea, a new piece of equipment, if you will, and a new technology. Um, and um, actually, right now, there's a discussion on PFAS. Uh, that's that new pollutant that um, has found its way into uh, our world, including back home at the Eastern Panhandle. Those for- so, forever chemicals, if folks want to know the shorthand, right? Right. It's an acronym. Um, and, yes, it's, there, it's um, often referred to as forever chemicals. And uh, it's found in firefighting foam and 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 many things that are in our houses. And the DEP is putting on discussion right now on the, because the legislature passed a new law on directing studies to be done across the state. There's an update going on on, on the on that um, on that effort from the from the DEP. So, so you're yeah, missing you're missing the P the PFAS conference right now to talk to us. Well, I am, but. <laughs> But Lynn Lashley is there uh, <laughs> Good. for us, so she's taking notes. <laughs> she'll, she'll take some notes. Hey, I wanted to yeah. ask you, I uh, wanted to get back to that, uh, the dilapidated housing. I know we've had the auditor on, and that's one of the things that he um, was really interested in championing because, you know, it's an economic development uh, tool as well whenever there are houses and they're causing blight. But um, w- will you get more information about how that gets distilled to Berkeley County? Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. They they showed where projects were, Marsha, across the state, and there was actually not a single project in the entire eight county eastern Panhandle. Um, and I'm not sure why that is. Uh, so I made a note of that, and we'll be following up on uh, was that by design or just by coincidence of who applied? Mm, maybe they're triaging. You know, as as you mentioned, the the um, a lot of blight and. And, uh, you know, d- abandoned houses might be happening in more economically challenged areas. Definitely a program that was um, targeting southern West Virginia, um, you know, Charleston and Point South. Uh, the Huntington area was um, heavily interested in it. But, uh, you know, when they brought up the map of projects, it was kind of scattered throughout, with the exception of the eastern panhandle, it was kind of scattered throughout the throughout the. Uh, throughout the state, but I, I didn't see anything in, uh, from, I'm going to say, Elkins East. Mm. Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority Chair Clint Hogman and uh, Board Member Michelle Atha are with us, and I uh, wanted to give you a chance to give us any more information about the the conference that you're at, but then uh, there, I'm sure you've got some updates about some of the recent events you've had. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Um, so thanks to folks like Panhandle Live and others, we were able to get the word out on our bulky good collection event. Um, if you remember, we had uh, one both at uh, Grapevine Road and the South Berkeley Center. They turned out to be very successful events despite uh, a lot of rain. But, you know, we had 142 participants at the two events. We collected 439 items, so... You know, that's 439 pieces of, of trash that's not on someone's porch or backyard or along the road. Uh, they, uh, and I, and I want to thank the public for, um, for 
for coming out and participating in that event. And I'd like to also uh, let everybody know that we do have one more event this year. It is the Tire Collection event, the very uh, popular fall tire collection event. It'll be held at the South Berkeley Recycling Center on Saturday, November the 18th, starting at 10 a.m. and going to 5 p.m. And, of course, it's the same rules that that the state and we have had over the years. It's 10 tires per driver's license will be accepted for free from residents only. No, No businesses. And um, can folks find out more information about that at your Facebook page or where? Yeah, so we've already started advertising on Facebook if they, they have any questions or maybe have some unique tires or some large tires or large volumes of tires or something. Uh, they can call our office at 304-267-9370 or they can visit our website at berkeleycountyrecycling.com. So, uh, Clint Hogman, you said that the bulk... Uh, collections there were 439 items anything really cool <laughs> you would be surprised marcia at least i am um you know there's uh there's furniture that comes in it looks perfectly usable and it, it makes us wonder if they're if we shouldn't set up some kind of partnership with the Martinsburg rescue mission mm. or something like that that uh that maybe could help both entities but uh but the not surprising to us the, the, the majority of those items were electronics. We, we normally, the recycling center normally charges a $15 fee for televisions and monitors, and we waived that for the bulky good events. And so people took advantage of that, and they were smart to do so. They were able to bring those items for free on those days. Uh, and well, lastly, before we let you guys go and uh, and get back to the conversation, uh, any further updates on what's going on in Insorga? You know we can't have you on without asking the question. <laughs> uh, not not much to report, Luke. Um, there that, there was a goal I think that uh, Apple Valley had of trying to start on uh, the first of October. That did not happen. They're uh, waiting some permitting evaluation from state agencies and seeing where that takes us. Um, and you know that's an active thing. It's very fluid, moving day to day, could change from day to day, but. But right at the, as of as of this moment, the trash is not moving through the building. Although they have fully reconfigured the facility to be ready to start as soon as they're allowed to. Wow. Well, I think that's an update. Um, and before we let you guys go, Michelle, I wanted to bring the conversation back to you. Michelle Aitha is a uh, board member with the Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority. So, uh, if you could talk to folks out there listening. Uh, you know, you're, you're a citizen who got involved. You know, why do you stay with this effort? Why is it important to you? Because we are connected to the earth, and everything we do promotes good stewardship of the environment. And we have to eat, so we need the good soil to provide the food. We want to breathe clean air and drink clean water. And that's what we're all about, recycling and keeping things out of the waste stream. And it's just an honor to be a board member and, and to serve with Clint. He is amazing. He does some wonderful things for this community. Uh, well, Michelle Atha and uh, Clint Hogman of the Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority, uh, sounds like you guys are going to have a busy day. Sounds like it's going to be enjoyable. And uh, we really appreciate you guys giving us the time this morning. You bet. Thank you for uh, giving us the opportunity.
Absolutely. Take We've care. got another break to take. We've got uh, more Panhandle Live coming up in just a moment here on WBPM and WCST. Local news now at panhandlenewsnetwork.com. Now back to Panhandle Live. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchival building here in Martinsburg. Hoppy Kirchival comes your way at the top of the hour with Metro News Talk Line. Panhandle Live is driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care with a higher level of care with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Martinsburg location is where I'm going to be at here in just a couple of moments' time. But please, folks, no autographs while I'm figuring out why uh, my car stopped working. Do we need uh, a GoFundMe page for you? <laughs> I think I'll be all right. I'd I think I can p- diagnose it based on what you told me. Well, I was going to say, I, 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 it's I, a hose. I'd like to have another edition of what's wrong with Luke's car because we we did something similar <laughs> with Parker Stone and we got some pretty significant traction. So imagine my surprise when my day was coming to the end uh, yesterday and I was sitting in a McDonald's drive through because I am unhealthy like that. And uh, my car just started um, billowing smoke out of the engine. I know. Out of nowhere. I didn't bottom out. I didn't hear a pop. I didn't do anything. I was sitting still. And then imagine the surprise of the second window of McDonald's when I went to go pick up the food. And they open up the window and smoke started billowing into the McDonald's. And they're like, sir. (laughs) And they're like. Sir, would you like to park and come in? And the the poor lady, she's like, are you aware that your engine's smoking? And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty aware. I just, I want my food and I'm going to pull over and we're going to figure this out. Need that sandwich. So, gotta, gotta um, have it. it. It looks as though, because there's that one, you know, I'm, I'm an idiot. The I don't radiator know anything about cap? cars. Yeah, it's the radiator cap that's the, the front most central part of my car. Okay. I had uh, a popped at one point, I guess, because it had thrown Ooh. some fluid onto the, the cap was still in place, but it had thrown some fluid onto the engine that it was burning. pressure. So that's what up. created the okay. smoke. And then it was leaking pretty heavily from underneath the car. So I'm assuming, like you mentioned, probably need to get my radiator flushed. I know my, I was talking to somebody about, you know, getting it rotted out, mm. which is a, a fun word to say at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, or it's like just, a colonoscopy, but for your, for your radiator. Car. Exactly. Or um, like you said, a, a burst pipe. I hope it's just a radiator because, and again, in my infancy as a car owner, you know, when you rank the most expensive mm. needs to be replaced pieces of a car, this is all knock on wood, mind you. It, you know, it's it's below the transmission. It's mm-hmm. below the, the engine. engine. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. so hopefully I, I'm on the safer side of things. I so. am concerned because if my husband's listening, he'll probably be laughing his head off when I say this. I'm concerned that that um, when when you were looking for other adults in the building that you could ask a question about a car, <laughs> you happen to poke your head into well, my studio. And and I'm like, oh, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. To put a bow on the story. <laughs> Uh, I had pulled over to the side of that McDonald's parking lot, which I'm not going to tell anybody where I live, which was about a mile away from my apartment. Turned it off. You know, called. You know, first thing you got to do, you got to call dad, of course. Of course. And he's like, you know, whatever it is, is it still leaking from your car? And I said, yes. And he's like, all right, well, let's get it home before whatever that is runs out. Uh, <laughs> that's that's good dad advice. So I'm, I'm driving back to my apartment and I'm watching the temperature gauge of my engine go from, you know, the usual a quarter to a half is usually where it's like it normal. Yeah. To all the way up to full. Yeah. And I got about a quarter of a mile away from my apartment and I'm like, dad, it's it's all the way up. Am I, should I pull over or not? So I pulled over, waited for it. Another 10 minutes to cool down again and then got it to my apartment. Oh, goodness. So uh, for those of you car experts out there, which anybody that has any knowledge of cars knows more than I do, feel free to, to lobby your advice as to what you think uh, well, that would be. And then we'll, then we'll see what it actually was yeah. because because the folks at uh, Country Roads will actually. We'll have a prize for you, know. you if you're able to correctly diagnose what's wrong with my car. <laughs> 
Text in right now. We'll have a prize for you tomorrow if you end Ooh, up being correct. If, if it's my husband, does he actually win, or is that one of well, those? That's a good point. Radio exception. Yeah. We'll we'll make it. We'll make an exception. Uh, but Marsha, we've got some uh, sound to get to before we get to uh, our next guest, which is certainly going to be a fun one. We'll start our conversation uh, with Thursday's Berkeley County Commission meeting uh, because we got to hear from County Administrator Gary Wine, who outlined a contract for services at the state capitol, and I'll start by playing the audio. After negotiations and conversations, their proposal is to leave the costs where they are. It's $192,000 annually with expenses not to exceed $24,000. So the total commitment is down from the original. Originally it was $242,000, I believe, and that was the last three years. Uh, This commitment would be not to exceed $216,000, but you would be guaranteed $192,000 plus expenses. So interesting, interesting sound there. So um, Clint Gage covers these for us, and, and unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to ask him for the flesh out on this. It sounds as though this is a lobbyist. This is a lobbying firm or lobbying services. Um, if someone's listening from the Berkeley County Commission, and you want to correct us or expound on this, that would be wonderful. But um, you know what it boils down to is nearly a quarter of a million dollars um, to make cases for Berkeley County Commission concerns. Uh, at the and by extension the county at the state capitol yeah certainly interesting and like you mentioned uh not to give too much away but clint is also dealing with some vehicle troubles yeah. <laughs> what, what is it what's going this, on i hope this is not one of those things that rolls in threes <laughs> <laughs> but like company you, van we're coming for your next like you mentioned we'll uh, we'll certainly continue to update that story we also have some sound uh from the jefferson county board of education meeting uh joyce white the deputy superintendent of operations uh, provided an update, and uh, we'll hear that now. West Virginia American Water announced recently the recipients of its fifth annual bottle filling station program. This year, the company is providing touchless filling stations for reusable water bottles to 15 organizations throughout the state. We are one of them. So the schools that will benefit from additional bottle fill stations include C.W. Shipley, Driswood Elementary, Jefferson High, North Jefferson, T.A. Lowry, and Wildwood Middle School. So we want to thank West Virginia American Water for their generous donation to our school system. Our IT department has been busy fighting phishing campaigns that are targeting for US credentials and information. They're getting our learning management system Canvas ready for the end of the first grading period. And they're connecting to solve many shared issues. And uh, she also revealed that the Ransom Elementary project is ahead of schedule, but uh, some more sound there from uh, Jefferson County as well. That's right. So um, thank you to Al Gage for covering those uh, Board of Education meetings. Uh, He does a really good job uh, bringing that sound to us as well. I know some folks are still concerned about, you know, we had a a murder in Washington County on Thursday of a judge uh, that was on Thursday. And uh, U.S. Marshals and local law enforcement are still trying to uh, track down that suspect. Yeah, so you can find more information to Panhandle News Network, and then you can find some more information on the Washington County Sheriff's Office, but still looking for 49-year-old Pedro Argote, a description of his vehicle, which was found, uh, and then that area that we had talked about, the towpath in Williamsport, that they had raised the alarm over the weekend, but to have rescinded that alarm, but that conversation continues, and I would encourage anybody with information or, you know, to, to, to get a pretty good look of what to look out for to go to either PanhandleNewsNetwork.com or to the Washington County Sheriff's page. But lastly, before we get to the break, uh, we could not talk about paving operations because uh, there's going to be some paving going on in uh, Berkeley Springs these next couple of days. That's right, and it's supposed to last until November 17th. It's, it hits a few different roads. Yeah, so it'll begin on Timber Ridge Road, uh, Big Oak Tree Road, and Fish Hatchery Road. 
uh, in Morgan County between the hours of uh, 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, uh, beginning uh, coming up this October 26th. Uh, work is expected to last until approximately November 17th, so you're looking at about three weeks of which. Uh, but there's going to be flaggers present. Motorists, as always, are advised to stay alert and travel with caution through the work zone. Please use alternative routes if possible, and the exact schedule is uh, weather dependent. And uh, we'll be posting more stories about you know road closures and things that are going to be developing over these next couple of weeks at our website, panhandlenewsnetwork.com. But uh, we've got another break to take. Our next guest will be joining us in studio when we return as you're listening to Panhandle Live on WBPM and WCST. Broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building in Martinsburg, it's Panhandle Live. The conversation continuing on Panhandle Live, broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building here in Martinsburg. You're welcome to get in touch with us. 304-263-4321 is the text line. We have our first candidate for uh, the person trying to diagnose what's wrong with my car. Uh, As a texter says, thermostat and lower radiator hose. And I think that's uh, an early clubhouse leader for being correct. That's uh, from Will with WVEP Weather. I said hose. I was in the neighborhood. <laughs> but but he can go use those fancy words like thermostat. That's fine. <laughs> Makes sense for a weather guy. Well, Marsha, with our next guest joining us in studio, they've already done their part. They've uh, brought some really delectable-looking things to our lobby, but uh, maybe they also know some things about cars. Well, maybe. But we'll, we'll stick to the, you know, we'll keep the main thing the main thing. Maybe ask them after afterwards. But from Community Cup Coffee, we have owner-manager Kate Brown and uh, coffee pastor, I guess, if you will, Reverend Dwight McCormick. Welcome in, you guys. Thanks. Thank Good you. morning. All right, well, let's get started with uh, the business end of Community co- uh, Cup Coffee. Uh, how long has it been in business, and, and where are you located and all that? Okay. We opened um, on December 26th last year, okay. which was kind of weird. But oh, nice, like the day <laughs> after Christmas. <laughs> yes, and we are located at 114 East uh, West Burke Street, just around the corner from Habaneros. Gotcha. So uh, why? Why did you open up a coffee shop? We opened up a coffee shop because we felt there was really was a need for a gathering place in Martinsburg um, and a place with reasonable prices you know, so that anybody or almost anybody could afford to come. So Kate Lewis Brown joins us. She is the owner of Community Cup Coffee. Had you been in business in other entities before? I've had sole proprietorships, but I've never <laughs> I've never done an LLC. So it was so- yeah, it was a challenge. Like a, like a, it's like a restaurant. That's yes. a little bit of a, a risk, isn't it? Well, it, it is, except that um, the health department has its rules, and if we follow them, we're in good shape, and we all have had the serve safe training. So, mm-hmm. so uh, what kinds of things do you offer at the coffee shop? Well, first of all, we have awesome coffee. Well, I guess that's key. <laughs> that would it, be key. All of our coffee is freshly ground before we brew it. And it's organic and it's fair trade. And fair trade is very important to us because the people who grow and harvest the coffee need to be paid a fair price. And that's what fair trade is about. So we, we, it's, we make sure that it's fair trade coffee. Of course, there are people who don't drink coffee. So um, we have a variety of teas. We have hot chocolate. We have hot cider. We have cold sodas. So, um, and then, of course, we have food (laughs) Um, and we brought some of we have muffins and scones we have sandwiches that are made by demand you know they're not oh wow okay you order one it's made it's a a bespoke sandwich (laughs) (laughs) yes um so and you mentioned gathering space so obviously i mean you could you could slap a counter up and serve coffee all day long 
but to have a place where people feel comfortable meeting and, you know, friends that haven't seen each other for a while or someone wants to sit down and have the teenager do homework or whatever. Exactly, exactly. And and people come in and read and they come in and work. And um, we, we try to, we are, not try, we are a friendly, welcoming community and we welcome everyone. You know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people who, think, you know, well, if I'm this or that or, you know, I they're not going to want me there, but that's not true. We we welcome everyone. Well, I think you touched on something really interesting. I myself, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I've watched over the last 10 years, you know, local coffee shops kind of fall by the wayside to overpriced, over-roasted Starbucks coffee for people. <laughs> you wait in line for an hour and a half, you get it. You don't have that connection to, like you mentioned, uh, fresh coffee, a, a local meeting place. And I think people are kind of yearning for that. So it seems as though that's also something that you guys were trying to create by the businesses, just kind of back to the local coffee shop. Absolutely. And a, a warm community. Yeah. Well, speaking of community, you've opened up uh, your, your space to uh, a bit of a mission. Uh, Reverend Dwight McCormick joins us, and he's the pastor uh, of the efforts there. So talk about that. Talk about you know where you get, got started, how you got into the ministry, and how you landed at a coffee shop. <laughs> I've been in ministry since uh, 1999 as a Presbyterian Church USA pastor, and that's what the coffee shop is, is they call it a 1001 New Worshiping Communities. And so we started a new worshiping community there and have just been worshiping since October 7th. And um, I've been there since September 7th, and we just want to have uh, a chance to bring forth the concept that all people are beloved children of God and that uh, they hopefully will feel loved when they come through the doors and hopefully we'll be able to share that good news with them and with each person. We are created in God's image and bear the divine within our hearts and our minds. So we want to affirm that and worship together and, and serve the community together. What does the worship look like at the coffee shop? Are you doing standard issue church hours or? No, we work? have it Saturday night at seven o'clock and we have like a Bible study called Lectio Divina as part of worship. And we have songs and we have prayers. Of course, we share communion every Saturday and uh, we feel like that's another piece of the community. We have community cup in the name. So <laughs> we want to be a community of faith as well as a community that's secular, that people aren't going to come in there and get proselytized. We're not there to try and shove the gospel down anyone's throat. We're trying to be a space that's safe for all people and then be able to uh, proclaim the good news on Saturday night. Well, and of course, uh, as somebody that's been to my fair share of Bible studies, one of the biggest hurdles is trying to get somebody to wrangle up the coffee to bring. Right. So <laughs> you don't bring the coffee, the coffee's already there, right? right? Exactly, yeah. That's right. It's yeah. a best, great concept. There you go. Best refreshments in town, <laughs> in the Quad State area. So yeah. I'm I'm hearing a thread through both of your comments. Our guests this morning, Reverend Dwight McCormick and uh, Kate Lewis-Brown, uh, open to folks, open to folks who might otherwise not feel like they were welcome in other spaces. So um, how active has been your recruitment to folks in the, in the, you know, downtown to say, you know, we've got church going on here. Yeah. Well, we, um, we do, uh, you know, we have a, a sign out front, you know, that, that says um, what we're serving. And we, we do make a, a definite um, line during the day, the coffee shop is secular, so we don't want people thinking that if they come in, we're going to right. we're going to grab them and try to convert them or do some. <laughs> right. So that's it's a business. But as soon as the coffee shop is closed, then it's a ministry. Mm -hmm. So you know that's kind of an important. 
So uh, obviously, this is something that that uh, you're on board with. It's the owner of Community Cup uh, and manager, but um, you know what's what's it been looking like this past few weeks? Well, actually, businesses increases gradually. Coffee shops don't usually make a profit for three years. Wow. You know, that's just we're in year one. <laughs> yes, we're in year one. Um, we're not looking to make a profit. We're looking to break even. And um, it's a gradual, slow process, and that's just normal. That's and letting normal. people know that you're yeah. there. And well, I should say an independent coffee shop. Right. You know, if you're big chain, that's different, but this independent. Is One of the things about the coffee is that we have a pay it forward feature. If you can't afford the coffee, it's paid for. People pay into that account. And so people come in that don't have any income, and they're able to get a nice fresh cup of coffee and have some dignity and have a chance to sit down and enjoy the, the atmosphere and, and the fellowship. So. That's another piece that I really appreciate about it. And same with, we're starting, we just started serving soup and sandwiches. So we have lunch now, a lunch menu and a breakfast menu. And the uh, people can get food as well if they can't afford it. It's, you know, we're not giving away hundreds of sandwiches or anything, <laughs> but, but we do try to uh, make sure that people feel like they can be welcome and have some refreshments and be, be loved. Well, let me put you guys on the spot then. What what would your go-to order be then uh, for coffee and uh, for something to accompany it? What, what would you recommend the most to our listeners? Oh, recommend or what's their favorite? What's your favorite? Yeah, okay. what, what's your go-to right now if you're if you're ordering from the coffee shop? The, the drink and uh, something to go with it. Uh, the French toast muffin and the large coffee is what I usually okay. get. You know, so. <laughs> and I I get chai tea lattes. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we do have specialty coffees. We have um. Uh, the regular caramel macchiatos and and all of the different mm-hmm. kinds, but uh, okay. With I'm I'm I feel like I'm going into the the wrong space here, but you know I watch my my teenagers or my young adult daughters now order their coffee and it's just it's like a foreign language. <laughs> um, but do you have all the oat milk and the yes soy milk we, and oat what? milk, almond milk, whole milk, okay. yeah. frothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And that's oh, that's yeah. as far as it goes. Right now. That's all. That's my knowledge base. Yeah. Sorry, you Luke. can't have a specialty coffee without a frothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's key. <laughs> so um, more than just a coffee shop, it's actually a mission. Uh, Reverend McCormick, uh, what else do you want to tell our listeners about that? Well, I think the uh, key is, is that people feel, like I said earlier, that they're beloved children of God. I think the, the message today is that we're not good enough. And I think that people walk around feeling guilty and feeling shame and feeling as though all the vitriol that's going on politically and every other way, we get beaten down and discouraged, especially with the pandemic. I think everybody's spirits were dampened and, and just in the pits. We have such a mental health crisis going on now. We want to just lift up people and tell them you're loved, you matter. And we want to be able to convey that message to people so that they know that. And again, it's that's Saturday nights on the, when we do that. But uh, we try to convey that with the business as well. And it's a it's a coffee shop with a heart and a spirit, and uh, really does communicate that. I think. I think I might have buried the lead here as well before we asked you guys to give us a little bit more information. But uh, is there uh, Wi-Fi at the at there the is. coffee shop? Yes. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm there. Yes. Not even a coffee drinker. Right. Just a great place to kill an hour and a half, yeah. you know, or something like that when you've got something to work on. Yeah. You know, college students that are listening. But uh, I wanted to give you the opportunity to, again uh, to give out the address, you know, a website or anything like that for people that are interested in learning more. Okay. Well, we're definitely we're on Facebook. We're on um, um, Google. Mm-hmm. And our it's community cup coffee and more.com, I believe. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes 114 West Park Street. Street. Yes. And uh, what are your hours for the coffee shop? Okay, during the week, we're open from eight till four, 
and on Saturdays we're open from eight till seven. Okay, and then of course on Saturday at seven starts your uh, your yeah. ministry. I'd like to also mention that we have events. Um, for instance, this Saturday we have trivia, mm. and um, we have other we have um, musical. People people come in and, and do a musical performance. We Coffee have in a show. Um, yeah, we have open mic. Oh, okay. Oh boy. Yeah, get me get me started with a cup of coffee, and I probably. Yeah. I probably have, have we seen some uh, unrecognized talent yet from the from oh, the open yes. mic? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, some seriously, yeah, yeah. We, have. we really have. And the only time we charge is um, fourth trivia. We collect five dollars a person, but half of that goes to the winning team. Mm. The other half goes to Emmanuel's house in Martinsburg. So it, we're not making money off of it mm-hmm. but we you know but and uh dwight mccormick reverend uh the pastor of the uh, community cup coffee what anything else you want to tell folks i just wanted to say that on uh, november 4th the roving peregrine uh theater company here locally is going to have a, a playwriting uh workshop and they have uh, all kinds of events like that as kate already said but i wanted to just mention them as we had the, them on yes we did well, folks from that group yeah, yeah on the other week so uh, well, Reverend Dwight McCormick, and as well as uh, Kate Lewis Brown, to join us this morning. Uh, it sounds like uh, it's certainly the place I'm going to be checking out here in the next couple of weeks. And we really appreciate you giving us the time this morning. Hey, thanks for thank you us. very much. Yeah. We've got a another break to take. We'll wrap up the show coming up on the other side. You're listening to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST. Playoffs on the line this Friday night as the Washington Patriots. Now to the flat, it's a double pass, and a man wide open down the field. It's Terry Ray the third. A big strike play on the first play from scrimmage for Washington. Take on the Muscleman Appleman. Wollaston trying to chase him down. Wollaston has him wrapped up and brings him down again. That's at least the fourth sack of the game for Troy Wollaston. The Panhandle High School Football Game of the Week, presented by WVU Medicine, CMA of Martinsburg, and DRB Holmes. Broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building in Martinsburg, it's Panhandle Live on the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back. Final segment of Panhandle Live this Tuesday edition. Luke Wiggs and uh, Marsha Kavalik hanging out with you. Stay tuned. Top of the hour for Metro News Talk Line. I think I'm looking at a uh, an older rundown for Talk Line, but uh, it's going to be a fun show uh, per usual for Hoppy Kerchival. And I see Chris Dyerwalt's name. Chris Dyerwalt, to me, regardless of your political affiliation, is always a fascinating interview anytime he comes on. And it's always a good time to get to listen to, to, to Harvey when he gets things going there at 1006. So, um, also, Jeff Jenkins on the verdict in a murder trial and uh, school bu- school building authority funding. And there was a shooting downstate. I'm sure if you were listening this morning to the Metro News uh, morning news program, uh, a guy l- allegedly shot his mom mm-hmm. in a nursing home. Uh, Brad, Ma- Brad McElhaney will be on uh, to talk about the the controversy, I guess, maybe about the Metro News debate, um, not because of Metro News holding the debate, but Mac Warner, uh, the current Secretary of State, uh, has been in our news cycle as well because he's criticizing fellow gubernatorial candidate Patrick Morrissey, uh, who has said that he wants to opt out of debates. Uh, this go around, he wants to have some that the candidates set up after the filing uh, is finished in January. So uh, that's kind of interesting. And then um, Brad McElhaney will also have an update on Mary Lou Retton as well. And then uh, at, let's see if today's the day that I'm thinking about. No, I must have been looking at yesterday about uh, Tyson Bagent. I guess Joe Bacrado was on yesterday. Uh, Actually, it was uh, Kyle Wiggs that was on to talk about uh, 
talk, to talk about Tyson Bajan. But uh, and speaking of, I want to end the show here in a little bit uh, with the Tyson Bajan theme song that somebody from the great city of Chicago already wrote. Uh, we'll play that here in just a couple of moments' it's, time. Is that the? Okay, the, I think I know what okay. it is. Okay. All right, we'll end the it's show. Like a with throwback. That. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. <laughs> but if we're being honest with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, but you know what? It's it's lovely that it's better than anything I could do. That they're excited about having him there. Absolutely. The the he's Tyson Bajant man song will be coming yeah. up here in just a couple of moments. But I say that to say <laughs> uh, the injury report. Justin Fields still dealing with a dislocated thumb means that uh, everybody is indicating that Tyson's going to start again. And it's important, Marsha, because it's not just a regular NFL Sunday f- uh, for the Bears. They're playing in prime time which means they're the only game on Sunday night when they take on the Chargers. So Tyson Bajan has appeared in his first NFL game, started his first NFL game, won his first NFL game, and uh, now he's going to have a chance to play in primetime. So um, we don't want to admit this, but like I guess Bajan Nation is kind of like, well, I hope that finger heals. It's a tricky spot. Maybe and slowly. And I'll give you one even <laughs> worse. I mean, I'm a diehard Las Vegas Raider fan, and I'm watching him absolutely two-piece the Raiders. Uh, and thinking to myself, you know, this is another reason why Josh McDaniels should get fired, and I want us to win because I want us to make the playoffs, but at the same time, it's Tyson Bajan. So, mm. um, you know, it was it was a little bit of a mixed emotion, but I, I won't have an issue rooting for him when he takes on the execrable Las Vegas, no, I'm sorry, Los Angeles Chargers uh, coming up this uh, Sunday night. So, um, you know, I'm, I was delighted that during the, the uh, Mountain State Derby, mm-hmm. Derby, Derby, um, that a West Virginia school won. <laughs> it was WVU um, at the time because Marshall got trounced. It was five to two, and they hadn't allowed five goals the whole season up to that point. And I I saw one little snippet where the coach had said, "Well, we didn't wear the right shoes. Our feet were slippery," and and kind of attributing it to that. I was thinking that it was the absence of one Marco Silva, mm. uh, and that it was a one off. However, comma. Over the weekend, they got beaten again. Yes, they did. They lost to a not very good, frankly, Kentucky team in the Sun Belt, which has thrown the uh, the top of the end of uh, college soccer in the Sun Belt Conference into disarray because currently back on top is a UCF. And then Marshall and WVU are tied on points. So that's going to be interesting down the stretch of the season. And it ended with uh, the first ranking that came up after the victory against Marshall. WVU remained at five, and everybody thought, well, that's a little bit strange. With this last uh, past soccer poll... Now it's the Mountaineers that are the number one team in the land. So two still top five teams because Marshall fell to five mm-hmm. in the Mountain State and both with uh, a claim. I believe UCF's on 16 points. Marshall and WVU are each on 15 points with two games left in the regular season. It's going to be a fun finish uh, mm-hmm. in the Sun Belt that many refer to as the Fun Belt. And uh, and then Ooh, they'll I get like into the that. postseason. Sun Belt, Fun Belt? Yeah. There you go. Plus, you know, I like some UCF. I like some WVU. <laughs> I like some Marshall. So I'm not complaining about it. house divided is the Caval <laughs> tri- Yeah, triple divided. <laughs> but yeah, actually, this, this weekend, of course, WVU is uh, taking on UCF at yep. the Bounce House. So, uh, yeah. UCF's I'm, a touchdown favorite in that game, which is I'm, interesting. Yeah, I'm going to be wearing WVU colors. I think my husband will be wearing UCF colors. Folks, you've got a couple of moments to enter your name into the What's Wrong with Luke Wiggs Cars sweepstakes. 304-263-4321. We've got a couple of applicants in right now uh, for the, uh, the the liquid that was leaking out of the uh, the front of my car. Pretty sure it was trans- uh, <laughs> we're, we're, it's, we're pretty coolant. sure it's, it's, it's radiator-related. But mm-hmm. if you want to go off the board, 
You know, if you if you want to get something a little wacky, you never know. What what is the thing that you're supposed? If you don't know anything about cars, you're supposed to send that person into an auto parts store and ask for headlight fluid or something uh, like blinker that. Blinker fluid. Blinker fluid. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be my blinker fluid, folks. You never know. <laughs> I hope someone from Country Roads is listening and that they they use that on you whenever you you know are settling up. They're like, well, you know that that blinker fluid's going to cost you a couple hundred. But I am fortunate uh, that we've got the the fine establishment, which, again, without giving away the location of my apartment, is not too far away from my apartment in Country Roads, Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care with a higher level of care with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville online, too, at CountryRoadsTire.com today. I'm not going to be going online. I'm going to be going to the building itself in the Martinsburg location, one of two locations um, that they have uh, to serve the great folks here in the Eastern Panhandle. So it's going to be a fun week, Marsha. We've got more sports upcoming, and uh, I'm sure the news cycle will continue to get busier as the week goes on. Something else we're paying attention to, the ongoing strike, uh, the UAW strike, uh, has extended more Stellantis workers uh, walking off the job as well. And, of course, we've got a Stellantis uh, uh, fixture over, uh, down in Winchester and, of course, uh, the GM parts plant in Martinsburg. In, and then the Mac uh, Volvo plant in Hagerstown, all of those have workers that have walked off the job. And uh, so that's making news, you know, pretty, pretty much on the daily. Uh, so we're keeping an eye on that. All right. Dwindling moments of the show. I, I'm building up the suspense so we can get to a secret. Uh, so do you know what the original <laughs> yeah. version? OK, can you mm-hmm. explain the original version? Because it was I, before your time, right? Yeah, a little before bit. Before my time as well. Secret Agent Man. Yeah. yeah. So was that a TV show? Um, it might have been a theme show, but I just remember hearing it on the radio, which shows you how, like, I actually heard that on the radio. So, well, we'll get to it here in just a couple of seconds. But again, it's uh, the city of Chi Town has fallen in love with the Panhandle's own Tyson Bajan, who won his first NFL start. Uh, and you can find an article about that at our website, uh, panhandlenewsnetwork.com. Uh, we take a look and uh, we analyze what that start was compared to other NFL rookies uh, that have played this season. Okay, Danger Man, Secret uh, Secret Agent Man is a song written by P.F. Sloan and Steve Barry. Interesting, interesting, yeah, for, a British tie. For the TV okay. show that ran in the U.S. as Secret Agent from 1964 to 1966. Now, that's not what we're playing here. This is, no, a, this uh, is by a guy called Nerd Bracket. Honoring the, the song, <laughs> the original An homage, song. if you will. Uh, if you missed any or part of today's show, we're going to post it a little bit later on on our uh, Panhandle News Network Spotify page. We've got Hoppy Kirchhoff coming up in just a moment, but uh, here we go. Secret uh, Tyson Bajan Man. To life for danger. To every team he meets, he is a ranger. With every run he takes, a legacy he makes. Odds are he will live to see tomorrow. He's Tyson, Bajant Man. Tyson, Bajant Man. They've given you a number, and your name will live in fame. Marsha Kavalik, your thoughts? I don't hate that. <laughs> It's got a little rhythm to it. It's got a little kick to it. Yeah, we can dance to that. (laughs) So that's uh, Nerd Bracket. I'll start it over from the beginning. He'll play us out. This is Nerd Bracket on Twitter. He's Tyson Bajant, man. Uh, This has been Panhandle Live. Hoppy Kirchival is next. We'll talk to you tomorrow. There's a man who leads a life for danger. To every team he meets, he is a ranger. 
With every run he takes, a legacy he makes. Odds are he will live to see tomorrow. He's Tyson, Raging Man. Tyson, Raging Man. They've given you a number, and your name will live in fame. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.